Now, children, has that marijuana made it around yet? Uh, who, who has the marijuana now? Okay, whoever has the marijuana, just pass it up to the front row, okay? Uh-oh. Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we always have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review, dare I say this, Mr. Davis, I'm going to throw it out there. This may be one of, one of, if not the best episode of South Park we have reviewed <laughs> on this podcast to date. It is Ike's Wee Wee. He is Dando. I am Guy. Indeed. Uh, and, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to uh, enjoy in Ike's Wee Wee. I can't believe I actually said that out loud. There's a lot about Ike's Wee Wee that really brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> How so? Like a, a sympathetic <laughs> tear with these tears of joy and laughter with a... Uh, so basically, I thought this was the most polished episode of South Park that Trey and Matt have produced to date. I thought this had a good combination of everything you want in 22-minute sitcom. It had laughs. It had uh, a good... A good, couple of good themes throughout this. There was a, there was a position on like gun control at one point mm-hmm. as well, drugs, and about circumcision. Basically, they're the two big ones here. And I thought it for the first time, South Park up until this point has done a really good job of making me laugh. This time, it really made me feel. And for the first time doing this podcast, I almost started to tear up. And I, that's not something I usually get when I watch South Park. Usually, you can go. Ah, oh, but this generally, when Ike was showing him the photos of him and his brother, I was like, well played, Trey Parker. Well played. You've got me. I really, really enjoyed this. I think Parker and Stone are secret softies, shall we say. I don't think it's a secret. I think we all know that they're softies. <laughs> they, we, we know, maybe when the first show first came out, you kind of thought, oh, these two arrogant young guys just think they can take the world on. But as time's gone by, you've just realised... These are just normal guys who have families and they just, they seem like, I'm not so much, not so much Matt, I don't really know so much about Matt, but Trey in particular just seems like, just like a big teddy bear. He just seems like (laughs) a guy that you would, that would happily sit down with a fan who walks up to him at the pub and just have a beer for half an hour. He just seems like such a down to earth, great person. I would certainly hope that would be the case. It feels that way, doesn't it? I mean, they do feel like- It really does, yeah. Despite the fact that they have, yeah, built this uh, comedy empire from the ground up, because I mean, yeah- South Park is it's it's the house that South Park built. Having the Book of Mormon on your CV is nothing to sniff at either. I mean, that's played around the world to like sold out crowds for years and years and years. I mean, these are guys who clearly know what they're doing. Um, if someone who wrote the Book of Mormon didn't also create South Park, that's what they would have at the top of on top of all their posters. The creators or the writers of the Book of Mormon. Like that's a huge deal. Oh God, yeah. But by the <laughs> way, guys, we created this little show called South Park as well. You know? <laughs> oh, and also we made a movie called Team America, which is actually pretty fun too. Yeah, which is you know, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> I love Team America. I think it's fantastic. Hey, let's not forget basketball. And let's not forget basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we can't know what's in their hearts and minds, but they do seem like level-headed, down-to-earth kind of fellas. And, uh, mm-hmm. yes, one would hope that uh, if you ran across them in the pub one night, you would say, Trey Parker, buy a beer? Yeah, mate, no worries. <laughs> Why speaking an Australian yeah. accent? I don't know. They also seem like the two of the two people in television who still listen to their fan base and make a show for their fan base. It's so easy for TV writers and whatnot to just write... You get Even like The Simpsons to an extent now, it feels like a lot of the writing staff... I don't know the people. I'm sure they're lovely. But it feels like The Simpsons has become a paycheck as opposed to a passion project mm-hmm. when you're a writer. It feels like, oh, yeah, I want to have The Simpsons on my resume. Where with South Park, it feels like we're still making a show that we want our fans to enjoy. 
Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Actually, it really, yeah, it really does. I mean, of course, there's going to be writers coming in and out of the South Park room, but yeah, it still feels it's very much uh, Matt and Trey at the wheel because there's they're there overseeing everything. Still, it's not as we've mentioned before. James L. Brooks, Matt Groening, Sam, someone created the Simpsons. They're at home now, just enjoying their riches. But you've got your writing stuff. They're not overseeing everything. They employ mm. people to, you know, we trust your opinion. You do what you want with, with the um with with our license. But Trey and Matt, they're always there. They're overseeing every episode. Everything that a writer pitches to them has to go through them. And twenty five years later, to still be doing that just shows that forever South Park will be their big baby. Yeah. And, I, and I think South Park will South Park in one way or another, will always be going as long as Trey and Matt are at the wheel because it's their baby. Yeah. And even at this early stage of the proceedings, even in uh, even in season two, I mean, you still, well, I, I guess it's only natural you feel that sense of um, propriety or ownership or whatever. But it also feels like, eh, you know, we'd like to use this, uh, this forum or this opportunity or this platform to, you know, not just get a few laughs, but also say a few things about, Things that are in our mind or things that are on the public's mind, whether it's, as you mentioned, you know, whether it's drug use or, yes, the hot topic of circumcision. <laughs> it's funny. It's amazing how Trey and Matt have written a show here. I know it was written by Trey, but they've written an episode that tackles circum- the, the, the topic of circumcision. Like I said, gun control gets brought up, mm. got drug use and people's opinion on, on marijuana, marijuana. But and whether I just love the, the angle they took of people who don't take drugs are telling people why they shouldn't take drugs. Yeah. I loved the way they took that <laughs> perspective. But they can combine all those things, but also bring in the theme of adoption and how family isn't just bloodline; it's mm. who you care about the most. How the fuck can they combine such an emotional, positive story with such a not a negative story, but such a topical? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial topic. Yeah. Several of them in the one episode and make it work. I know that's genius. They're all tied together very, very nicely. I mean, it doesn't feel like, oh, we've wedged this in because, you know, uh, we're we're covering this topic this week. No, no. I mean, they all feel, as I said, naturally entangled. 100%. I also noticed in this one here, it felt like more so than in particular, than, than usual, I should say, sorry. There was swearing throughout this. There was a lot more cursing throughout this episode. You had shit. You had someone saying fuck, but obviously it was censored out. You had bastard. You had smart ass. You had you know, just just bitch. I think at one point there was just a lot of swearing, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. It just felt like there was more swearing than usual. Did you feel that when you were watching it? I must confess, I didn't notice. But okay. <laughs> I think I'm kind yeah. of a, maybe I'm just kind of used to that kind of thing. But uh, no, no, that's interesting that you that, that that you noticed that. I mean, did he, did you feel like it uh, took away from your enjoyment of the episode at all no or was just something not that- at all I was, not at all it was just it was odd because there was a couple of times even sheila she says for being a little bastard <laughs> and she says you know, she calls him kyle a smart ass and things like that and i just went oh okay like i'll, 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 I'll the more thrown the better in my opinion <laughs> but it just felt odd that it's like i don't know because we watch this on paramount plus it's like they haven't gone through every episode and censored it properly because some episodes we hear fuck the next episode, it's censored. Mm. And then this one, we heard someone say, shit, and that wasn't censored. And I was like, what the hell is... Like, <laughs> why are you just picking and choosing when to censor words? I don't understand. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, let's get to the um the issue or the, the topic of drug use that was that was tackled in this with the use of Mr. Mackey. Mm. This is a very Mr. Mackey centric episode, and I thought it was you know you, you yeah Mr. Mackey okay. <laughs> you feel like that would get old after a while, but it just for me it didn't. I, I never got old. I never got sick of hearing him say okay. Just it just it, it worked for me. Not even in this episode. It's just a it's a gag that keeps on giving. It's always funny. Yeah, whether it's in the in the series or in the movie, or I mean, there's a the movie's a whole song based around it. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible how yeah occasionally it'll come yeah a show will come up with a gag that you think oh they're going to run this in the ground real quick or this is going to get old very very soon. And some things never do, and the, yeah, this is particularly one of them. I'm, I'm trying to recall if I, when I was at school, if I had any teachers that we sort of poked fun at for, you know, a funny voice or a vocal tick or you know, saying they always had. Um, I'm trying to recall if, if I did, and I don't really. Do, do, you, do you know any? I don't think we ever made fun of, well, we had a guy who had, he was just, he was an English teacher. And when you're in primary school and the guy talks with an English accent, it's like, you're different, you're funny. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't laughing at him, we are laughing with him. It was like, oh, his voice is funny. But- as, I'm, I'm assuming you're leading towards the fact that Mr. Mackey's based on an actual counsellor from Trey Parker's life. Correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I just, but I also love that just at the start of the episode when, yep. um, and, and ending it as well, yeah. Yeah, when Mackey comes in, everyone's like, yeah, okay, Mr. Mackey. <laughs> and of course, he's not picking. <laughs> and he doesn't, and he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to him, his voice sounds like, you know, that's how people talk. Yeah, because that's what happened to Trey. He had a counsellor who they would make fun of his voice. And I, I, it's funny, for some reason, I already knew this. I think I watched him talk about it in an interview. And when he was talking about it, you can just see the big, it was yeah, a big smile on his face. You can tell that he, he they liked the counsellor. He's like, we weren't making fun of him. Mm. We were just impersonating. But he's like, but it's like the the joy we got from it was with the fact that he didn't realise. He's yeah. like, but we didn't do it. We didn't do it to make fun of him. We are just doing it. We are like laughing with him, even though he wasn't laughing back at us. It was, it was, it was just nice to see that there was love there with that counsellor. And that's I love that he was able to work that into his baby as well and make it work. It didn't feel out of place. It, it felt like something that kids would do. Very much so, yeah. And I think you can always tell, even, even when you're a kid, that, um, okay, we're making fun of this person's voice or mannerisms or whatever out of affection as opposed to, this guy's a prick and we want to make fun of him. <laughs> and, yeah, you can see that this was actually done with effect. You feel it. You just know. So when he's, um, he's passing around the marijuana and everything like that and you think, okay, so this is going to go somewhere. But then when you hear Kyle drop the line of drugs is an addictive solution to a greater problem causing disease of both body and mind with consequences far outweighing their supposed benefits. When I heard him say that, I was like, Okay, so now I know what Trey's going for here. This is what the, the story of the episode's going to be. And basically, the the whole purpose of the drug story was the fact that, you know, that some drugs are highly addictive and are terrible and can fuck up personal lives. Marijuana isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, and people take it for <laughs> reasons that can be very beneficial to them and aren't affecting either them or anybody else. And I just love how the people in this episode that were telling them that drugs are bad are the people who don't actually or have never taken drugs. Mm. And they, I just thought that they handled it so well. They, they didn't shove it in your face saying drugs are great, drugs are great, drugs are great. But they got pretty close to it with the, by doing it in a way that points out to people who might be anti-drugs, look at this and go, well, you kind of got a point there, Trey. Like, <laughs> I, I, see, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I've never taken drugs and I'm trying to tell you that you shouldn't take them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, everything that Mr. Mackey goes through, <laughs> you know, once he um, once he gets the boot from uh, from his teaching job and he's, you know, introduced to all manner of things from from booze to acid, it's like, 
well, he seems to be having a really nice time. <laughs> and the people that he encounters who are, I won't say pushing the stuff on him, but, you know, offering him, whether it's a, a beer or a toke or a tab or whatever, they're kind of like, hey, man, come join the party. Or, you know, free your mind a little bit. And it really does. it. That's what it does for him. I mean, almost to the point where it's almost kind of a sad ending. The episode when, you know, it is, they, yeah. they, um, they do his tie-up and the head goes back to the way it was and, uh, you know. He thinks his life is back to where it should be, but it's not. As He was actually having a better life before he listened to everybody else. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, he was lying down on a, on a mattress on a floor with a, a hot hippie chick. I think the best part of the episode when it came to that story, in in, the, in this sense of where he he was actually enjoying his life and people were telling him to do other things, was when he was first sitting down with a social worker and she just wasn't listening to anything he was saying. Mm. Uh, she was, I think she brought up, you know, you're, you're on drugs. And he goes, well, I didn't start taking drugs until I'd already lost my, I lost my job before I started yeah. taking drugs. <laughs> and and there was something else. Oh, what was it? Um, oh, you know, could be impacting your family. Well, I don't actually have any family. But she's, yeah. she's, she's, she's like, I'm not, I don't care about your excuses. No. I, don't, I don't care what... <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. That's all that matters here. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got my uh, my script. checklist. Yeah, I've got my script that I have to follow when it's when you know I'm talking about. Think about your family. Think about your health. All that kind of stuff. It's like, mm, I may have given these things some thought, or <laughs> it doesn't apply to me in this situation. So, back off, man. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, the the story of Ike. So it's revealed in this episode that he is Canadian. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it as a kid going, why does he look so different to all the other ones? And it never dawned on me until <laughs> they, were, they, they said he, that he was Canadian. I was like, of course, he looks like Terrence and Phillip. <laughs> but I just really, really liked that. And I thought the way Kyle initially responded is how many kids would. He's like, oh, he's not my real brother now. Because little, little brother could be annoying. He has to watch him all the time, blah, blah, blah. And he feels like now it's not his duty to. Yeah. But they really gave some depth to the character of Ike. I know he's only a two-year-old, but when he was like showing the photos and he was he gives him a cuddle and stuff, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! This is like getting to me. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing this, but they're somehow getting to me." I thought they wrote it really, really. Uh, it was just a really sweet story in the end. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a very um, honest and heartfelt way of looking at at family. I mean, you know, family's not necessarily your blood. It's it's the people that no. you. Uh, that you love, that you form the, str- the, the strongest bond That you with. care about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the story with the kids thinking that circumcision or circumcision, circumcision I think Cartman says, is chopping off your wee-wee. That just felt like classic kids just hearing something like the boogie monster or whatever and just mm. running with it. <laughs> I think yeah, we've talked about sort of you know, Chinese whispers or the game of telephone that happens in a schoolyard or even, look, even with grown-ups, you know, misinformation mm. can just spread so rapidly and, and, and so quickly. Uh, <laughs> it, it's funny. I mean, I've, I've been around long enough now that uh, sort of the, the tide has turned on circumcision. I mean... Don't want to get sort of too personal or anything like that, but I mean, I've talked about my boarding school days or my boarding school year, and I think that was the first time that a lot of young dudes had sort of you know shared a shower with someone else, and anyone with a foreskin was kind of like, you didn't get that taken care of, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's the other way around. I mean, um, to the point where, okay, let's let's go all in here, folks. I, I was I got the the snip when I was a when I was a little guy. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. And so I mean, because as my as my mum says, she goes, it was just a done thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, look, I don't 
necessarily have strong opinions about it one way or another. I mean, you hear all manner of stories about, you know, grown-up dudes who are like, they took away my foreskin without permission and, and, and you know, feeling all sort of traumatised by it to the point where they're actually getting one reinstalled. I mean, I remember oh, that. Shit, That's okay. probably a, the most extreme version of it. But um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any children. I don't I don't plan on having any. Or, and if I, But if I had a son, I would probably be like, do, am I am I strong willed enough to say, hey, tidy that <laughs> tidy that fireman up, give that you know <laughs> the fireman? That's a, that was a great little oh my recurring God. little story <laughs> throughout the episode, wasn't it? The, because the, you know you, the helmet, yeah. he spits you in the eye. I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. Oh, good lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've had the snippets. It's funny for me though. I remember my first time I noticed that it was different. Was at school camp. We used to go to this camp in here in Geelong in Anarchy. It's called Staunton Vale Camp, right? Down mm. Anarchy Way. And I remember we all had the big group shower. And I remember hopping in there, and I was the only one who had it done. It, which is funny. Like, I was the only one. I remember looking around, going, "Why is mine purple?" <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going home, and Mum's just like, "Oh no, no, it's just your daddy's. The dad's is the same." Is I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, whatever, yeah." And then the fun, here's a little insight into our my relationship with, with Nicola. So Nicola's from England, obviously. My wife. She'd never seen one that had been circumcised. Oh, my God. Like, like obviously, they all look the same when they're erect. But when circumcised, she'd never seen it. So, she was like, I'm pretty sure I prefer it this way. And I'm like, well, cool. Well, there's no going back for me anyway. So, <laughs> that's good. Dan, I have to take into account that yours was, of course, the first penis that she ever saw. Yes, of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> but this thing, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about, you know, if I had a son, would I want him to be circumcised? And... Purely from an aesthetic point of view, I'm like, it just looks neater. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't alley it mm-hmm. just because I was just like, I don't know whether it's something that he would resent us for when he got older. Because, you know, it's 2022. Yeah. Everyone likes to resent their yeah, parents we, for something. Everyone, everyone's got a grudge against something. <laughs> and I just, and it was also, this This sounds terrible and it sounds stupid, but I just didn't want to be judged by other people as well. I, no. when you say you, you, and I feel like now when you say you circumcise your kid, they go, oh, really? You did? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, and I'm allowed to. It's my fucking kid. But I just I just couldn't be bothered with the hassle, so we just left it. Except then they'd probably volley with, yeah, but it's his fucking penis. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, I mean, it'd be great to have the um, have the religious sort of shield to sort of to hide behind and say, well, we have to have it done because of the religion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, apologies to any of our Jewish listeners. That was not meant as an insult. As we were saying earlier, that was meant with affection and love because, I, I don't know, I just love the Jewish inflection. I think it's the funniest and most, it's full of character. I love it. I love the, oi. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of that in this episode as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. they really go full throttle in later episodes when Cousin Kyle shows up. Um, exactly, yes. But I just let the, I don't know, it's not one of my favourite bits, so we won't talk about favourite bits but just yet. But um, just when someone shows up to the bris, I forgot, it's, um, it's an uncle or someone because say, where's little Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <I> just, like, <laughs> just how it trails off at the end like that. I Oh, I just enjoyed that so much. It's Uncle um, Murray. Uncle Murray. Uncle Murray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, this is, it's to do with the episode and it's kind of not, but so I never realised that Mary Kay Bergman, who's voiced mm-hmm. many characters throughout, who voiced many characters throughout her career, uh, she did most of the female characters on South Park for the first season or so, first couple of seasons, and the, the South Park movie. Um, so she voiced the females throughout this. She voices Sheila, Mrs. Cartman, uh, Wendy. Mm-hmm. She does most wow. of them, right? I never realised that she took her own life in 1999. Oh, good golly. 
I was like, oh my, I it feels like that feels like a fact that I would have known already but I didn't realize until I was doing research for this because it said that she voiced all the female characters in the episode yeah it's just I wonder if the show changes slightly after that Ooh. happens I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm, I'm interested to know the voices after because I, I can't really remember the voices sounding any different after she left so I'm not sure whether they found people no. who voiced the characters similarly but, but yeah, it's just crazy to think that, yeah, she took her own life, which is tragic, um, in 1999, which is just after the movie first uh, came out. I was like, oh, wow. But Ooh, she was actually credited as Shannon Cassidy in this episode, and she was for, okay. for her role in South Park because she did roles for Disney movies and Disney shows as well. Oh, okay. And she feared that if mm. they found out she was doing South Park because, as she put it, no one knew if it was going to be a hit and if they did, they're lying. Mm. So she didn't yeah. want to run the risk of losing a job at Disney. For this little show that no one knew was going to be a hit, of course, it became South Park and, and yeah. the rest is history. But yeah, I just thought we'd mention Mary Kay Bergman, oh. which is a, a, a tragic story, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Rest in peace, Mary Kay. Yeah, and the audio engineer for the show, Bruce Howell, um, who also voiced some characters in this episode, um, his five-year-old son, Jesse, was the voice of Ike in this. That's right. Yeah, I do remember reading that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favourite moments from Ike's Wee Wee. Take it away, Mr. Davis. What have you got for me? Oh, shall I go first? Okay. Then. <laughs> While we're on the Jewish theme, I did love at the funeral playing um, the traditional Jewish folk tune, Hava Nagila. Uh, the folk tune, I'm not sure. But Hava Nagila. But played yes. on the bagpipes. <laughs> now, do you know, that was actually, I'm not sure whether it was meant this way, but at Jerry Garcia, who gets mentioned in this episode, mm -hmm. the, the singer of Grateful Dead, at his funeral in 1995, a couple of years before this aired, they played Amazing Grace on the bagpipes at his funeral. Ah. Well, so I'm not sure whether I mean, that I'm, was an, an homage to that. I'm not too sure. Maybe. I've heard Amazing Grace on the bagpipes a fair few times, but I'd never heard Harvin Nagila, so yeah. which, other, which gave me a bit of a giggle. Um but the Mr. Mackey bit that I probably liked the most, um, mm. and it's sort of symbolic of his journey or whatever happens to him in this episode, just, I just hear where he's lying back and saying, I'm free, I'm free. Yep. <laughs> he had a bit of a McConaughey thing going on, which I really dug. But I just thought, good for you, Mackey. <laughs> I, I really felt good for Mr. Mackey in this. It felt like he, and I felt sad for him at the end, as he said, it's a really sad ending, but I just really mm. enjoyed how happy he seemed. Absolutely. Yeah. But I really, my favorite, my favorite moments from this episode were, man, getting search sucks. Yeah, my ass is killing me. <laughs> just a, <laughs> and it was, it was just a little subtle line, just slid in there and they continued on. I just, I just really liked that. I liked Kyle being sent to his room for being a little bastard. <laughs> just, just hearing <laughs> Sheila curse just got me i thought it was hilarious yeah i really like that and i like the way so mr mackie says marijuana right Mar mm -hmm. marijuana which then resulted in kyle thinking it was pronounced marijuana i know oh that's right yeah <laughs> i just like the way he kept saying marijuana throughout the episode and as a result of this episode i never realized it was this episode in particular I now say marijuana all the time, just as a joke. It's just become a part of my the way I speak now. Marijuana. I really, I just really like the Mr. Mackey story overall, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, the um the Ike with the photographs and going through all the pages, and very yeah, I just sweet. thought it was a really very sweet little ending to that story. Indeed. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. <laughs> 
All right, Mr. Davis, it is time for some trivia for Ike's Wee Wee. But before that, we're going to read out some $20 patron shout-outs because we love them so, so much. Remember, guys, if you want to get your name read out on the podcast each and every week, just going to be a $20 patron. Or if you just want to support the show and get early ad-free access to this show, uh, Talking Seinfeld, the one about friends, four-finger discount, as well as access to our Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes of The Simpsons, as well as our Tales of Futurama podcast and our Movie Review podcast. That's available all on our Patreon channel. Every bit of money support uh, supports the show and helps us grow. You just got to go to patreon.com slash four-finger discount. But let's read out some names. We've got Jared Howard, Christopher Darby, Andrew Zer, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Hand Champion Dylan Haggett, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, and Preston Murray. Thank you guys so much for being $20 patrons. Your support is much appreciated. And we have some shout-outs as well, Mr. Davis, for our new members to the mm-hmm. Four Finger Discount family. If you are a $5 plus uh, patron, you get one name read out on it the first time you are a patron so on the following podcast. So also shout-outs to the newest members, Daniel Cox, Paul Lazau, Jonathan D., Mike, Max Power, Edwardson, and Gavin Shortall. <laughs> you guys are absolute champions. Thank you guys so much for your support. Welcome to the crew. Exactly right. All right, Mr. Davis, it is now time for some trivia. My first question is, Mr. Mackey rents a house. What is the number of the house? Well, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you then. It is 1,000. Okay, then. I would love to live in a house where the number is something exact like that, 100 or 1,000. <laughs> just the aesthetic of it would just be like, ah, my OCD of when I go home, I'm like, that's this feels complete. It's like the, you get a set of cards, it's 100. Once you get that full 100 cards, it's like, it's complete now. I can really, Well, I it's can like relax. with Nicola. What, what was what was she saying? It has to she be multiples can't have of five? the volume on an odd number. So odd I, number, I, unless, right. it's a, unless it's a, a five. So it's one, so it's zero. <laughs> Five, ten, that kind of thing, but she can't have okay. it on three, seven, or nine. Kills her. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mr. Mackey rents a house, who mm. does he rent a house from? I want to say it's Mr. Freely. Is that right? And you would be correct in doing so. All right. Mr. Freely. My next question is What is Mrs. Broslovsky's name for Kyle? What does she call him? What's her little nickname for him? It's Booby, isn't it? Bubula. Yeah, Booby. I'll Bubula. give you Booby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what colour is the sawdust that's used to clean up vomit at the school? Ooh, is it pink? It is pink. Pink, yes. And my <laughs> final question for you is, what does Kyle have a picture of on his chest of drawers? It's not Mad Max, is it? No, it's mm-hmm. um, it's he and his elephant. From, oh, okay. <laughs> from, from the Elephant Makes Love to a Pig episode. And in uh, the photo album that Kyle and Ike were going through at the end, I feel like that photo was in there as well, but it looked like Ike was on there. So I wasn't sure whether Ike was actually on the photo in the um in the photo on the drawers as well, but he was definitely in the photo with the elephant and Kyle in the photo book. So yeah, so it's at least got a photo of Kyle and El- and the elephant on the uh, drawers. All right. One last question for you: mm-hmm. uh, the train that uh, Kyle puts Ike on is bound for which city in which state? So it's Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But which city? Yeah. Uh, does say that, uh, and and you've got me. What is it? Who freed the slaves? Oh, Lincoln. Lincoln, Nebraska. It is Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. Okay. All right. That is trivia for Ike's Wee Wee. We'll be right back, guys, after this very short break with our full in-depth review of the episode. 
If you're a fan of everything we do here at Going Down to South Park, you can support the show on Patreon where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. All right, the original air date of Ike's Wee Wee was May 20th, 1998. It was written by Trey Parker, directed by Trey Parker as well, and the editing was by John M. Watson and Gian- Giancarlo Ganziano. What a name. Whoa, Giancarlo Ganziano. Exactly right. It's exactly how he says it too. <laughs> <laughs> we need to also start off by saying that first, but there was a bit of confusion because you watch this on Paramount Plus and it says it's episode four of season two and Chicken Lover is episode three. But I looked it up and this aired first. So I'm not sure what Paramount Plus, is, what games they're playing at. Maybe it's a production code or something like that. But this is definitely episode three of season two. And it kicks off with all the kids at school and they're going to get a lecture from Mr. Mackey about boo. drugs and how, how drugs are bad. And he also says boo, yes. But before that though, we, are, we get them making fun of his voice. And as we were discussing earlier, it's just... It feels like they're... This actually kind of feels like they're making fun of him, doesn't it? It doesn't mm. feel like they're doing it with him. But they seem to still appreciate Mr. Mackey. Because like when his head's floating by, like, hey, Mr. Mackey, how you doing? It's not like they don't <laughs> like him, but maybe he just bores him. But then we get the big drugs are bad spiel, <laughs> which has just become a thing, hasn't it? Whenever someone says drugs, drugs are bad. Yeah, it's just, drugs are bad. Yeah. It, it's, it's just become a thing. It's, it's, and it's amazing how something so odd can just live forever now. <laughs> it is indeed. Did you ever have an, an anti-drugs uh, presentation at school or anything like that? Oh, I'm sure we did. I can't remember any of them because they, they all sort of blur into one, but I'm, yeah. pre- I'm, I'm almost <laughs> certain we would have. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm, and usually in high school, you get the whole, now you're probably going to take drugs at least once. Let's try and make sure you don't get addicted to them. You know, just <laughs> do, if you're going to take drugs, make sure, make sure you're with people, you get it from the right person, you don't go buy it from the street corner, you know, <laughs> that, kind, that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I don't think we ever got it in primary school though. I, I had one in grade five, not, a, not okay. a drugs one so much, but I had a teacher named Mr. Davies. I don't know if he's still alive and I'd, he's probably not listening to this show. So may I just say he was a dick. I did not like him. Um, but uh, he was of a mind like, all you kids are going to start smoking, so I'm going to show you how bad it is. And he you know, lights up a dart in the middle of class and then holds up a handkerchief and uh, breathes on it so we can see sort of like the yellow toxic smoke that's come out. So you're putting that in your lungs. I'm like, that looks cool. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Does it actually happen if you blow it into a, a handkerchief? It- that's what that's what happened at this But I mean... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that must be the case. I don't think he pulled a magic trick or anything like that. He just, you know, lit up a, and it was like an eighty cigarette, so it was probably like a Craven A or something, just you know, real disgusting Maybe asbestos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disgusting old cigarette. Um, but it clearly didn't take because you know, ten years later, I was smoking a pack a day, and I did so really? for another day. For I did so for about a decade. So when you was when you were smoking a pack a day, how much was a pack? Oh, about eight bucks. Eight bucks. Oh, uh, was it now like 50? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's mental, isn't it? That is so insane. How, you don't see people smoke as often anymore, but whenever I do, I'm like, how can you afford this? Yeah. I I'm don't get that. it. When I see yeah, young people smoking, I'm like, really? You could be buying a house. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But <laughs> if only fucking like 18-year-old you could hear you. Really? You could be buying a house, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not good for you. <laughs> Stan... 
asks a really random question about why dogs have wet noses. He doesn't he doesn't know that, but mm. he's more interested in talking about the um, marijuana. So he passes around some marijuana, which actually happened to Trey Parker when he was a kid. So a teacher passed around <laughs> marijuana, and it went missing. <laughs> marijuana's bad, and it also has a very distinct smell. Okay, I'm going to pass around just a little tiny bit, and I want you all to take a smell so you know when someone is smoking marijuana near you. Okay, just take a smell, pass it on, and when it gets back up to me, we'll finish talking about it. In the meantime, I want to get into alcohol a little, okay? Uh, alcohol is bad. Kyle then asks, as Mr. Mackey's going on, he asks if everyone wants to come to Ike's party. They're like, what, the, what, what is it? He's like, oh, I was at a party. It's not his birthday. It's a bris. And they, they don't know what a bris is. And then Mr. Mackey, has the marijuana made his way back up here yet? No? Okay. <laughs> then he goes on about LSD. Now, it was made famous by Lennon and McCartney because of... This basically the song "Losing the Sky with Diamonds." Yeah, yeah, and he. <laughs> I, I remember being like, you know, twelve or thirteen, and first hearing that song and hearing the story behind it, and be, feeling so cool listening to it and going, "Hey, mum, do you know this song's about being on drugs?" <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. So they ask whether they need to bring presents, and he's like, "No, I'm not too sure. I don't think so." And then, but no kid knows who the uh, whether. Where the marijuana is gone, and we just get uh oh, and it cuts to Principal Victoria, and you think she's yelling at one of the boys, but no, mm. she's talking down to Mister Mackey, who's all sort of <laughs> sitting cow- on the little chair. Yeah, he's all he's got his legs pulled up. He's like a little boy getting yelled at. He's acting like a little boy, and she suspends him, aka fires him. Mm. And I felt really bad for him here because he was like really sad. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's not to blame. He's actually you know going to this thing with good intentions. He probably should have kept an eye on the dope that was being passed around, but. Uh, Firing felt a little extreme, and yeah, I did feel bad, and, and 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 I did. I felt bad for the guy that he was. He felt like he, well, he's it's so, he he's clearly devastated to have lost his job, but it also feels like he was derelict in his duty. Which, hmm, yeah, I, I think Mister Mackey takes his responsibilities as a guidance counselor quite seriously. It just took me back to, and I've mentioned this on one of our podcasts before, probably Four Finger Discount, when a kid in my oh, what was that fucking class i can't remember what the class was so social something i can't remember but it was a class and the teacher's name was mr hornstein Oof. and they glued him to the chair what yeah so there was it was like a, they like they like teamed up so there was one girl named rachel and she got deliberately thrown out of the class so that she could throw rocks on the roof Right, this little portable room. She'd throw rocks on the roof, which would create the diversion, the distraction for Mr. Hornstein to get out of his chair and go tell her to stop it. So he goes out of the room, and this other guy in the room named Joel gets some super glue and he puts super glue on the teacher's chair. So Mr. Hornstein comes back in, sits down, and everyone sort of looks up and goes, Oh shit. Like, like is this going to work? What's happening? And then about two minutes later, Joel puts his hand up and says, Mr. Hornstein can come here for a moment. And the guy gets up, and the chair came up with him. And everyone was like, ooh, but then sort of, not, I remember I didn't, but many people started bursting out laughing. And then Mr. Hornstein tried to get out of his chair, so he had to force the chair, and he pulled it, and it ripped his pants, like a hole in his ass, ooh. like ripped his pants. And he started crying, and I was like, when you see a teacher cry, it's, it's sort of everything, it's, okay, things have yeah. changed now. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> line has been crossed. What do we do? Is he going to kill us all? What's going to happen now? And when I saw Mr. Mackey crying here, just took back to when the Mr. Hornstein was just crying because it ripped his pants and he was being laughed at by all the kids. I was like, this just makes me feel, there's this terrible flashback. So I felt so horrible yeah. for the guy. <laughs> God, this, this episode's raising a few, a few demons for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just because when teachers cry, 
it, it's mm. it's weird. you don't like it's like when you see your, your parents cry for the first time. You, oh, yeah. Your parents are supposed to be the strongest people in your life. When you're seeing them cry and vulnerable, it's like it, it's it's a really weird thing to experience when you're a little kid, don't you reckon? Oh God, yeah, it hits you. It, it sort of kneecaps you a bit. It's like oh oh, oh boy, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this world is <laughs> probably going to be a bit rougher than I imagined. <laughs> The bus leaves. Mrs. Crabtree just screams because, you know, she screams. And they discuss how they were getting searched and my ass is killing me. I thought that, that just got me. And Mr. Har- they, they realised, well, we soon learned that Mr. Garrison was the one that took the marriage one, which made it even more sad. I was like, yes. that motherfucker. <laughs> what, he's, allowing, he's allowing Mr. Mackey to get fired so he can get high and watch Charlie Tubbies. <laughs> Having said that, you're getting back to watching the Teletubbies is <laughs> kind of cute. How old were you when you first smoked weed? Uh, I would have been about 19, I think. 19? Yeah. Okay. And, it was just, <laughs> um, it was, and, um, and a beautiful relationship was formed. <laughs> indeed. No, I, I, I didn't for a very long time. I mean, I was, for a lot of my 20s, I wasn't really much of a, uh, much of a, a weed smoker. I mean, I took a few hits off a joint with uh, my mates Tony and Tim. Uh, I think I've told you. Please, please tell me you call them Tony Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Tim. But I remember that, yeah. Whole, whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin was playing. And every time there Is that was. that the one that goes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when it came to the chorus, Tony would. Um, he would sort of sing along with the guitar. Got a whole lot of love. <laughs> he did that. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> every time. Got a whole lot of love. <laughs> Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Um, and then he did it again. I just kept laughing. Um, but that, that was the first time. I think I was here yeah, about 19 or so. The chef then questions the kids. And he explains to them that drugs are bad. And like we know, we know everyone tells us, and we get the the, the Kyle spiel as well. And then I like Carpenter. If you do drugs, you're a hippie. A hippie's sick. <laughs> <laughs> his his ongoing hatred of hippies, which yeah. is yeah, just a thing Intrigue that lasts. For, yeah, it lasts forever. <laughs> it's one of my favorite um, yeah, favorite Cartmanisms. Just like, yeah. what, what have you got against hippies? How did this happen? <laughs> As Chef says, there's a time and place for everything. It's called college, which is apparently a line that Trey Parker was very proud of. Yeah, I did read that. that uh, it's been, and it's, I think it's used again or dropped again in uh, season seven episode, I think it might have been. I yeah. think so, yeah. <laughs> we get to use it again later in this episode as well. But then he explains what a bris is and that they're going to circumcise him. And this is where they get the idea he's going to chop off his pee-pee. But you know, he said, what's one more thing that's more sacred to a man than anything else in the world? It's ham. It ain't ham, you fat yeah. fuck. It's like, shut up, you. It's ham, isn't it? I just love the way you said it's ham, isn't it? <laughs> like he's, he, he is certain it is ham. Which and apparently, I'm pretty sure, yeah, okay. that's from the spirit of Christmas. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's a line taken from the spirit of Christmas. So I, just, I just love the delivery. It's ham, isn't it? Like, I, I know I'm right. <laughs> Please confirm that I'm correct here. And then Kenny gets it right. It's a penis. And comes like, it's not a penis. My mummy says he's got to call it a fireman. <laughs> oh, Do not listen to Leanne Cartman. <laughs> What was your name for it when you were a kid? That's a really good question. Um, Mine was Tommy for some reason. I called it a Tommy. Oh, I don't think I ever gave it like a pet name. Not a pet name, but that was just what we hmm. called it. Yeah. I think I might have just called it my dick. (laughs) When you were were five. Hey, Bobby, my dick's itchy. (laughs) (laughs) You would have said Willie, right? You said if you- you I don't think I I I ever said Willie. Really? Okay. (laughs) Maybe Dickie. Maybe Dickie, okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, the kids start to wonder if British it really is. wasn't. I can imagine me at five years old saying, me cock hurts. Yeah. Me, not my cock, me cock. Me cock. <laughs> yeah. But the kids start to wonder if British is actually a good thing or not. Let me see Mr. Mackey. And poor old Mr. Mackey's <laughs> getting heckled on the street by all the parents of the kids. By the way, I just love that uh, even, yeah, Chef, who's willing to sort of talk about just about anything uh, to these young people, will just... Um, the minute circumcision, oh boy, here we go again. He's not. Yeah. He's like, I'm not talking about this. There's too much of a hot potato. Exactly right. Yeah, but as I was saying, Mr. Hack, Mr. Mackey's getting heckled on the street, and we get a Simpsons reference here. Hey, Mackey, now we see what you and Homer Simpson have in common. Don't. I've never, I never thought South Park would be ones to reference the Simpsons. I always thought it would be the other way around because yeah. it feels like South Park were in their own, they're in their own stratosphere by this point. You know, that, that by this point, 1990. Nine or ninety eight still. The Simpsons were still a big show, but they weren't the biggest show anymore. I guess so. I, don't know. I, I think it had reached the stage where it's like sort of like Muhammad Ali status. It's like you know, it was just a part of life by that point. The Simpsons, yes, wasn't it? yeah. Not not it had gone through being the hot thing to being part of the establishment. So yep. yeah. So I guess when you know, when that happens and you're the new kid on the block, you got to come and pay tribute. <laughs> so he goes to hide in the bar. He's like, I've never seen you before. He's like, he explains how he's lost his job. Well, you know, since you've lost your job, you know what you need? A good stiff drink. <laughs> so <laughs> then we get, I like the way they handled this. So we get the classic devil and angel. But both of them, it's just a beer. Don't be such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't be such a pussy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm always a fan of the angel and the devil on the shoulder. It's just one of my favorite, uh, favorite things. <laughs> I just love it though, how they had the angel, essentially the devil in this as well. Do yeah. it, do it. Oh, just do it. Don't be such a pussy, guy. <laughs> so he drinks it. Doesn't feel much different. Well, I'm going to have to offer you something stronger. Then we get Stan. Stan rushes to the boys, and he has found out about what a briss is. So they chop off the wee-wee. So I thought it was early in the same, but now it's here. So Stan's like, everyone's like, what, what, what? And they refuse to believe it. So Kyle races off to go ask his mum and dad. Mr. Mackey is now drunk, and I like the, the different design changes of Mr. Mackey here where you can tell what state of living he's in at the moment. So, he's got his mm. five o'clock shadow here, so he's a bit bit uh, ruffled up. He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's not, not doing too well. He's a bit, he's, he's lost. And he goes to get into his house, and he can't because Mr. Freely has changed the locks because he's been selling drugs to children. And again, as you were saying earlier, even adults, Chinese whispers, it gets out. Mm. Story breaks out. No, no, he wasn't selling drugs to any kids or anything like that. Oh, is this my house? Your key ain't gonna work, Mackey. I changed the locks. Why, Mr. Freely? I'm not renting you anymore. I heard that you got fired from your job for selling drugs to children. No, 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 okay. it, it wasn't like that. Drugs are an illegal narcotic, and having never taken drugs, I can say that they have nothing to offer. But I've never taken drugs either. I've never taken drugs, and look at me. I'm totally fine. Now get off my property before I lose control and kill you. Huh? Oh, okay. Drug user! Drug user! We're now at Kyle's and they're hanging up the uh, the banner. I like the, the knives on the banner, the little blades. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the symbol for the for the bris. And they say to the kids, you can help decorate. And then they explain what a circumcision. I'll explain it's going to be a circumcision. Uh, cir- uh, circumcision. Uh, Cartman's fucked me. I kept writing circumcision <laughs> in, my, in my thing. And they say that they have to wait a little longer with Ike because he's, and they don't finish that line. I was like, ah, mm. of course. You know, I'm like, of course. He's Canadian. That's right. I, I, I forgot about that. And then the kids run away in fear. I like the way Kenny pulls the um, the cords on his, on his hoodie whenever he's scared. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the kids all run away scared. And Kyle says, 
He must send Ike away until his parents have come to their senses and makes the others <laughs> wait behind whilst he goes to do so. I'm not staying here with you, your pee-pee chapping parents. <laughs> <laughs> what a car! I can't believe my parents are cannibals. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that, yeah. So Mr. Mackey is now sleeping in an alley. And there's the homeless man sleeping next to him and he offers him some marijuana. Hmm. He's like, oh, drugs make you feel depressed and low. Don't you feel that way already? No, Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't feel that way now? Yeah. yeah. That's a very generous hobo, by the way. It is indeed, yes. Yeah. So he takes a puff and he starts feeling very happy. And I just love the homeless guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're now at the train station and Kyle wants to send Ike to Nebraska. But did you notice here Ike doesn't want to? Hmm. It's, it's the first time I've actually seen him properly sort of like emote. He's just sort of just been his dumb baby for up until yeah, now. But now get, he's like, oh, I don't really kicked around like a football. Yeah. He's like, I want, I, want to, I want to stay here with, with you, man. He's like, no, no. And the ticket man says he can't send a Caucasian baby over the border. So <laughs> Kyle just kicks him onto the train. And you hear the bye-bye. Mm. I was like, oh, it's just making me feel sad here for this little boy. But Mr. Mackey wakes up and he's in the woods. How we got there, we don't know. But he finds, comes across the kids who he got suspended. Oh, fortune, how you mock me. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> oh, fortune, how you mock me. So he, they then offer him some clear liquid to get his head straight. And he takes the LSD and his head becomes a balloon. And this is the moment you are discussing earlier with the, with the I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Sweet dude, he's totally killer. <laughs> totally tripping. <laughs> Kyle has now made a terrifying Ike doll. To trick his parents. I, this, I was like, what the hell is this thing? And the dog tries to eat it, and then he reveals here that he used the bones from the butcher to make it. That's why it stinks so much. Then as they're talking about this, Mr. Mackey's balloon floats by, which is kind of silly, but whatever. It's mm. South Park. And he says, I just like the way they're like, hey, Mr. Mackey, how you doing? And then <laughs> uh, the dog again comes back. And did you hear Kyle say, back off, asshole? <laughs> the cursing shouldn't make me laugh, but it just... Kids cursing just always gets me. Like when you watch videos of, uh, have you seen that? There's a meme. So there's a little sh- uh, an animated short, a Pixar one of Toy Story, and there's like a little mini Buzz Lightyear and a bigger one, right? Yeah. And the, the, they've taken a screenshot of the bigger one looking down at the smaller one, and it says every uncle, and it just says him saying, "Now say fuck." Because <laughs> 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 just hearing kids swear, it's just great. Have you, have you watched the video of Trey Parker getting his daughter to swear to be Ike? I'd never have. Oh, it is one of the fucking funniest things you'll ever see. So they, <laughs> she can't say fuddruckers. She says buttfuckers. So, she, so <laughs> and they're trying to get her to like, say, say bitch. And she's like, she won't do it. And he's like, just say bitch. She's like, you bitch. And, and then everyone just bursts out <laughs> laughing. It's, it's probably very irresponsible, but it's just funny. It's just, it's harmless. It's fun. But anyway, Ike's now um, kicked off the train in Nebraska. And they keep saying he looks like a perfectly good trash can, don't they? Throughout this. <laughs> I don't quite get that. But, uh, but Ike races off uh, to, uh, to the fields of Nebraska. And the boys arrive home with a doll. And you see that dog just lurking around in the background. It's still coming there. The mum wants, wants to give uh, Ike a big kiss before he goes to bed. Kenny pulls the hood shut again because he's getting too close. He's scared <laughs> of her still. And the dog attacks. I thought this was horrific. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like, these poor people think that their baby's been eaten and run over. It's pretty full on. Oh, yeah, God, ripping him to parts, pieces. It's, uh, yeah, no good. It just made me instantly think that people actually go through this when, like, their child gets a a, a dog attack. I'm like, Mm. I can't imagine being in that scenario. My heart goes to all those people. But, yeah, I felt so bad for Sheila. What's Kyle's dad's name again? I always forget. Gerald. Gerald, yes, yeah. I always just feel bad. I felt felt terrible for them in this scene, thinking that uh, I could been eaten by a dog, and there's nothing they can do. We're gonna cut to the funeral, and as you're saying, get the bagpipes mm-hmm. playing and whatnot. 
And then Sheila reveals to Kyle here that uh, Ike was actually adopted because he has the Canadian flag on his, on his tombstone. Kyle asks why, and Kyle's instantly pissed off and he's annoyed. You mean to tell me that all this time I've been trying to protect Ike from having his fireman cut off and he's not even my real brother? What are you talking about? Dude, Ike isn't dead. He's in Nebraska. What, what, what? Dude, you shouldn't have told him that. Now they're going to find him and cut off his penis. Fireman. But Kenny is, um, uh, he's, he's then killed. So they're, they're walking off and uh, the, he falls into the, <laughs> into the hole. The gravestone falls on him. Just, we get real half-hearted you bastards here, don't we? Yeah, but, but an automatic uh, funeral for Kenny. Everyone just sort of shifts one grave over. Mr. Mackey is now a hippie. He's got the bandana on. He's got the John Lennon-esque pink glasses. And, you know. Were they pink or purple? Yeah, I noticed the glasses. Well, that's, a, that's a nice touch. Get out of the way, you damn hippies. I don't need to take your right-wing authoritative bullshit. What? Uh, you're just like the government, man. Trying to prosecute out one side of your mouth uh, while supporting guns out of the other. Uh, uh, why don't you go to a Grateful Dead concert? I can't, man. J-Bear's dead. Uh, hey, man. I overheard what you said. That was cool. What? Oh, thanks, man. Would you like to come over to my place and finger paint? Sure, man. Finger painting's cool. Uh. I like the way he just goes... I need to take your right wing authority bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's all in and, and more power to him. The Broslovsky family then all arrive in Nebraska and it feels like Kyle's parents don't get along very well. I mean, it would be hard to live with Sheila, but it feels like Gerald is very, um, he is like in a domestic relationship where he is not, he's not very empowered, is he? No, but I think they explore that in in uh, they do yeah in later seasons. And I mean, comparatively speaking, I mean I think they've got a pretty healthy relationship, say compared to Randy and what's yeah who's Mrs. Marsh? Sharon. Sharon is her name. Sharon. That's right. Randy and Sharon, and yeah, uh, Gerald and Sheila. And um, yeah, Gerald and Sheila sort of seem to have found a nice little uh, found a bit a rhythm that works for them. I think. But yes, yeah, there's a couple of moments in here where they're sort of arguing with each other. Just at this point here, we're at the um at the train well, station. Given the, Given the circumstances, maybe a bit of hot temper is is justified. Yeah, <laughs> they argue about the smart ass attitude, and then Kyle is um he says you know he's not my real brother. This is where Jared explains to him doesn't that's not true. Just because he's not blood doesn't mean he's not your real brother. And Kyle doesn't want to hear anything about it. So they ask this guy in overalls if he's ever seen if they've seen a two year old Canadian boy. Two year old Canadian boy. I think they have one of those down at Haps Bar. So they go down to Haps Bar and he's being I accidentally he's being used as a table post. I like the way he says mummy cuddle when, mm. when Sheila walks in. It was just very sweet. Yeah. I um because that now Holly's just learned how to say daddy cuddle. She's like, Daddy oh. cuddle. I'm like, oh now I've got to give you a cuddle because I can't turn that down. Of course not. <laughs> but they um they yeah, so they're gonna take Ike back home. Uh Mackie is now in bed with the woman. We never actually learn her name. We'll just call her hippie woman. We will. Well, man, you know, it's like you go through life thinking that you're an individual, right? And then you realize that you're more than that, right? We're all just one big individual, right? Let's get married and have a honeymoon in India. Okay. And this is where he takes off the tie and his head shrinks. But I like that <laughs> that pays off later in, in the episode. So they get home the Broslovskis, uh, and they send Kyle to his room to apologise to his brother, and he won't, will not do it, and Ike looks really sad by this. You know, he's sad by what he's heard. He, he loves Kyle, and he doesn't know why Kyle doesn't want to be his brother anymore. Hmm. Mr. Mackey, meanwhile, is in India with the woman, and he looks far younger now, doesn't he? 
He's in great shape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids, but at the same time, drugs seem to have agreed with Mr. Mackey. But uh, look, it's, it's not so much the drugs, it's just you know, a liberation from the system, shall we yeah. say. And then he starts singing. What was the song he started singing? True Reason to oh. Be. He says something along those lines. Anyway, he's singing a really happy song. He's found love. He's he's never been happier. Then the A-team arrived to kidnap him. <laughs> <laughs> so, such a, a random a, a, you know, random introduction of the A-team. Yeah, but it works. It, it, it fits in the in the South Park universe. Mm. And it's Principal Victoria and Mr. Garrison. They're there to take him to rehab to get him the help that he needs and he'll thank them later. He's like, I'm actually okay. He's actually fine. Mm. But, but that's yeah. what happens when people go, you're not fine. Because you're not doing what the system tells you to do. You, mm. It's like when I say to people now, how I've quit my job. And they go, oh, okay. So what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just podcasting and earning a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what happens when that doesn't work? I'm like, it will work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it work. <laughs> yes. And if it doesn't work, I'll just get a part-time job. Oh, okay. Uh, uh. It's, like, it's like, why do I have to do that office job? <laughs> I don't have to do it. <laughs> but we're at Ike's funeral. And uh, oh, did you did you see? It wasn't actually funeral. It was Ike's Briss with the funeral crossed mm. out. How good was that banner? I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone's arriving, including Uncle Murray, as you said earlier. Go on, do 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 the voice again. <laughs> say, where's little Kyle? <laughs> it's the drag out, isn't it? It's so good, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> oh, we sent him to his room for being a bastard, and then uh, the guy who never misses a Briss rocks up with some dip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> who they don't Not know. invited, but uh, oh goodness. But they're now in Kyle's room, and this is where Ike walks in, and he starts showing them photos. And uh, throughout this entire moment, Kyle's just saying, go away, Canadian. He doesn't want to hear it. And then he even puts oh. on Kyle's hat, and then the music's playing. And I'm like, oh, just give him a cuddle. He just wants a cuddle. Mackie, meanwhile, is at the Betty Ford Clinic, and the social worker is just grilling him and just not listening to him at all. Like, you know, you think about your family. Well, I don't really have a family. No. You know, you've, you've, you've lost your job. Well, I lost my job before I started taking drugs. It's just, it's just not. It's like he's, he's, it's good. He's got a checkmate for just about everything they're throwing at him. You have to admit you have a problem before anybody can help you. But I don't think I really have a problem. Nonsense! You did drugs. I suppose you forgot all about your family. I don't really have a family. And you lost your job. No, I lost my job before that. Mr. Mackey, you're supposed to be an adult. The problem with drugs is that people forget to stop doing them. There's a time and a place for everything, Mr. Mackey, and it's called college. Now, I want you to repeat after me. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Uh, drugs are bad. Then Dr. Schwartz arrives to do the bris, to do the circumcision, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he has brought his Canadian cutting device, which has the, the maple leaf, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Ike then seeks refuge. He scares him. He seeks refuge in Kyle's room, and he gives him a big hug. And this, at this point, Kyle realizes, wait a minute, I've got to do something. And he screams, stay away from my little brother. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you can't chop off his fireman. And everyone's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah, if you, my mum says, you rub his helmet, he spits in your eye. And I was right. like, oh. <laughs> What a line. More great advice from Leanne. What a line. And Schwartz says, you know, this is actually quite common to, to have this done. You know, he's, Ike's grandfather had it done. His father had it done. And his brother even had it done, which is a take on uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. His my, sister has it. Like my Jedi, like my father before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like to hear, we're, gonna, we're not going to cut it off. We're just going to snip it so it looks bigger. Oh, that actually sounds quite good. <laughs> everyone, everyone lines up. 
I want a circumcision. Mr. Mackey then leaves the clinic and he feels like his old self. He feels good and the social worker tightens his tie again for him and his head grows up and he's back to normal. And I felt so bad for the guy. So yeah, a little bit of a bittersweet ending, but mostly happy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very I'm very glad that there's harmony in the Brovlovsky house. You know, um, they've sorted out the whole fireman issue and uh, and the brotherly love issue. But yeah, sort of a bit of a drag for Mister Mackey that he uh, has to go back to the uh, the status quo, so to speak. Mm. The circumcision is then performed. Everyone sort of walks off. The kids pass out when they see it. But Ike's okay. <laughs> Kyle then says, "I've learned something today." It's about family isn't bloodline. It's who you care about. And you guys are my family, except Cartman. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> but he, Cartman doesn't care because he doesn't want to be in his penis chopping family anyway. And then we're at school. Mr. Mackey is there to, he's, he's back working again. He's been rehired. He's there to tell the bad experience he had with drugs. And he's like, he's actually explaining something that's actually positive. So he's like, you know, I didn't worry about money. And I had, you know, I was, I was having a good time. And then Mr. Garrison just shakes his head. <laughs> and meanwhile, as he's waffling on, Cartman invites everyone to his bris tomorrow, but Stan's also done it. And they all make fun of Mr. Mackey's voice again to end the episode. So it's all come full circle. Oh, really? Oh, th- honestly, I know you didn't agree, but for me personally, this was my favorite episode of South Park we've reviewed. It just felt like the most polished episode to date. Every episode we've reviewed so far, maybe... Big Gay Hours, Big Gay Boat Ride, I enjoyed a lot because it had a nice yeah. message as well. But this one just, to me, didn't make me tear up as much as that one did. As they, I guess they're on par, but maybe being a father of a, a young child, this one sort of hit me more with, with Ike being a little kid and things like that. And I've also got a little sister who's not adopted, that I'm, that I'm aware mm. of. But I just think I think I enjoyed this one overall more than Big Gay Hours, Big Gay Boat Ride. But that's just my opinion. You never know what's going to affect you and how. And how. I mean, uh, when we did our uh, Guy on Springfield recently, uh, with grade school confidential, I mean, I was astonished at how emotional I found that and found myself sort of tearing up at uh, various scenes in that. And I'm like, this is something that I didn't expect. Feelings. So, uh, yeah, oh, it's just uh, a cartoon. Don't be such a pussy. <laughs> uh, exactly right. <laughs> But yeah, yes, a, a fantastic episode of um, of South Park here. And I've had people tell me that season two is one of the weakest. Well, if they can keep up with this, then mm. room for a good show. We are indeed. All right. So the next episode of South Park we're going to be reviewing is Chicken Lover. Now, I've seen the picture of this, and I believe this may be the Respect My Authority episode. Ooh. Good Which stuff. makes me very excited. I used to have a poster on my wall when I was a kid. I've just cut me in the copy outfit that says respect my authority. I've got the poppy somewhere. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things ever South Park ever did. Respect my authority. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking good. I cannot wait. If that actually is this episode, I can't wait to review it. So Chicken Lover is the next episode we're reviewing here on Going Down to South Park. Thank you guys for your ongoing support and listening to the show. Don't forget, you can also follow us now on uh, Twitter. We've got South Park TV Pod at South Park TV Pod. Oh. If you want to follow Going Down to South Park on Twitter, if you want to send us a question for the mailbag, we're running out of a bit of time. We've got to pick up the kids from daycare. But if you want to send us a question, we'll answer them in the next episode. If you've even just got a message for us, it's just South Park Mailbag at gmail.com. So you've got a message for us, a question, let us know. South Park Mailbag at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from each and every one of you. And just, yeah, we want to grow this community. And if you want to support the show, if you enjoy everything we do here on the show, and if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash forefinger discount as i said earlier you get ad free early access to all the shows we do here on the forefinger discount network which includes this our seinfeld podcast talking seinfeld uh, the one about friends that i do with my wife nicola 
Four Finger Discount, the bread and butter, the Simpsons podcast. But you also get access to exclusive podcasts, including uh, Tales of Futurama. You get our movie review podcast, where we review a retro film, as well as a more current film as well. And also Guy on Springfield, which is reviewing classic episodes of The Simpsons. Plus interviews with cast and crew and Zoom Ooh. calls with Guy and myself on a monthly basis. And you get to access the Facebook group where you get to banter with Guy myself on a daily basis. It's just a hell of a good time and it's all for as low as one single dollar do. So it's the links in the description of this podcast. It's just patreon.com slash four-finger discount. So anyway, Mr. Davis, that's enough spieling. It's time to wrap this show up. This has been our review of Ike's Wee Wee. Next episode, Chicken Lover. Can't wait for that one. For now, Mr. Davis, though, any final words for those incredible listeners? Only that finger paint's cool.